John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast John? Kevin? How are you? I'm well. Happy Easter to you, my friend. Happy Easter to you. It's a, it's not Easter technically when we're talking, but it will be no. shortly after this episode goes live, and uh, and we're doing all things Easter, except for when we're not talking mm-hmm. Easter, then it won't be all things Easter. It will also include those things. Yeah. What do you have, What are your thoughts on Easter? It's a good time for family. You get candy. There's a supposed giant bunny that goes around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the beginning of spring here because it's actually starting to feel like spring where, you know, out in California, you don't actually have seasons. No, I was going to say, they're all the same. You don't know what that transition from dark, cold to white warmth actually is like. Yeah. So. That is something that I wish, to a degree, I wish we had here. I'm very spoiled and I love my 75 all year round weather. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the closest we get to that, I can think about holidays, you know. Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's cold and sometimes rainy out, you know, like cold, like meaning not warm. It's, it's, you know, 58 (laughs) degrees or 62 degrees. That's warm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cold. And Easter is always like, you know, you, I have many memories of sitting outside and being warm in Easter egg hunts. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned 62 degrees is cold. Last winter, we kept our house at 64 and would warm it up to 67. (laughs) Do you, here's a good question. Do you tend to like it a little bit colder when you're in a room where you have yeah. the choice? Okay, see, because I like it real warm. In fact, that's like a point of contention at work a little bit right now where there's different studios at different temperatures. I, mm-hmm. I If I had my preference, I'd have it like 75 degrees in there. Maybe not yeah. quite that warm, but I, I'm one of the ones that likes it warmer. And some of the people like it Probably about where you do it, like, you know, 67 being, you know, maybe even lower. And I'm like, no, I'm so cold. I can't think. <laughs> I, I'm built for the winter. I mean. <laughs> Why? Because you're always in a flannel? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, just because I, I'm I'm fat. You got, a, you got a nice beard to keep your face warm. I get it. You were built for the winter. I like that. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, Easter, much like you. It's like, okay, yeah, candy's cool. And Easter, and I, you know, as a kid, my, my parents would, you know, they did every holiday a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We would dye Easter eggs all the time. In fact, even into adulthood, just to keep that a tr- tradition alive, we would try to all get together and dye Easter eggs. We don't do very much now. And, I, and I'm not particularly into Easter, but I am a fan of Easter. And if I was gathering, mm-hmm. I would eat all the jelly beans and be very happy. So uh, <laughs> we are going to quiz each other as we do on every holiday if you're new to this podcast, uh, where I have done what we call the Easter fun quiz. And John has done the Easter history quiz that does not translate to not fun. It translates to learning and a lot of fun. But mine are, mine are kind of more fun facts about uh, ancillary things to Easter, whereas John's is straight up, what is Easter? What's this all about? Sound about right? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So now that that's tidied up, let's do a real tidy up. Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. What do we got for Tidy Up today? I had a few things written down. What You had uh, something we were talking about beforehand. Yeah, I mean, you know, last week you brought up the new little segment that we've got. You know, it's not something that we're going to do every week. Mm-hmm. That mental health check, you know, what, what did you do and everything to help. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of people 
really like that we did that. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of congratulations and people even put what they had done, you know, what was a win and, you know, what, what did they do or plan to do, so. Yeah, the two questions we answered were, what's one thing you did for yourself this week and what was one victory from this week? And maybe they were the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, it felt really good to do that and, yeah. and in a completely, like, non-boastful way. I'm really proud that we did that because it was an opportunity for us to be vulnerable and and like you said, we can continue to do that. And some, you know, maybe sometimes it's not going to mm-hmm. be crazy vulnerable. It'll just be, you know what? I I was going to say I did my homework. I'm not in school, <laughs> but like <laughs> I did a really good I really put a lot of effort into work this week and that felt good to do for my mental health. So, thank you if you commented and and we definitely encourage um sharing as openly and vulnerably as you're comfortable doing with those that are, that you love and that are important to you. Yeah. And I want to share one of the greatest compliments I've ever received that I don't even know if it was meant as a compliment, but uh, one of our loggers, Catherine, was skiing with her family. I actually don't remember where. I think up in Northern California. And she sent us a message on Instagram saying, I just saw a skier juggling and I thought of you. And I <laughs> just about cried with joy seeing a skiing juggler and I come to mind. I couldn't ask for a better thing in my life because, because joggling is something I want to try. We had Barry the Joggler on uh, many episodes ago, one of my favorite guests. And uh, that just Would that be a scoggler? <laughs> no, that's a that's if you're a ska band on stage simultaneously juggling. That, that's a scoggler. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's time to take a quiz or two Like a genius podcast doing this for you You may fail, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one because I failed enough It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Here we go Gonna learn some stuff about Easter We are John, is this going to be another uh, The Holiday is Ruined for All of Us Forever episode? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, no, nothing like, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day or uh, Thanksgiving. It's not riddled with a sour history, it sounds like. Not not from what I was reading. Yeah. Okay. I am worried. I'm going to say I was going to not say this because I didn't want to set up and have it be opposite, but I think that'd be funny. I'm worried I made this quiz hard. I think I maybe made this quiz too hard, but, I, and I can't remember why. I made it a few days ago and I can't even remember the questions right now. <laughs> we're we're going to find out together what I wrote. But the reason I wanted to say that is because I think it'd be hilarious if you aced it. And I'm like, wow, I thought I made a hard right. quiz. Turns out it was super cinchy. So uh, let's put that out there and see see what the results are. And that way, John, if you do go over five, no one will be like, oh, John's dumb. It'll be, well, Kevin said he made the quiz hard. So, yeah. all right, John, I'll let you take it away. Okay, so starting off with a true or false. Yes. Easter derives from the Old English month of Esther, which is April, which was named after the goddess Esther. And it's it's pronounced Esther? Uh, that's what I'm guessing. Because I here's how it's spelled, uh, listener. It's E with a little line on top of it. Do you know what that line is called? I don't. No. You know how an umlaut is on top I, of a, a U? Like, right. It's, it's like that, but it's just a solid line. It's spelled E-O-S-T-R-E. I would have said a, a, a ostre. Maybe it's maybe that line means a. But regardless, Easter derives from the old English month of Esther or Eostre, which <laughs> I'm just gonna say it that way, which is April, which was named after the goddess Esther or Eostre. You know, my hesitancy is that Easter changes every year, and sometimes it's in May. 
I think. Is it April, May? And I think sometimes it's in March. I don't think it's always in April. So that would lead me to think that it's false, but maybe that's what you wanted me to think, John. I'm going to go opposite of my logic and say true. I'm going to say this is true. I'm locking it in. Yes. Correct. All right. No, it's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I started looking up on how to pronounce the name. Did you get anything? Yeah. I, I'm not, I've never been good at reading pronunciation oh, same. guides, but I think you're at least partially right. The E with the line above it is an A-E, like as in uh, Caesar or Caesar. Okay. Astra. Yeah. Or Astro. But yeah, it was basically the old English Norse, or not necessarily Norse, but the pagan goddess of spring. So. Do you think everywhere that she went, people were constantly mispronouncing her name and she was always having to correct them? Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a common name at the time and, uh, and they'd have trouble pronouncing John now if, if, you, were, if you were around then. So there, that's where it derives from. It literally means April. But was, I was correct that Easter is sometimes in March and some, sometimes as late as May or no? We'll get into that later. Okay. But April is the wheelhouse is what I'm going to say for yeah. now. All right. Yep. All right. Good. Don't, let's not spoil the question. You ready for number one on Easter fun? I am. Easter egg hunting is a big thing. Uh, one thing that I love doing, and it's funny, my dad, even to this day, when we do gather as a whole family, um, now we have, there's a lot of little grandkids and baby cousins, but when there wasn't, when there was this weird period of a bunch of like 20, 30, even 40 year old adults who were kids, he would still put on an Easter egg hunt for us. It was very nice. But uh, according to Guinness World Records, how many eggs were in the world's largest Easter egg hunt? Is it 510? 5,100, 51,000, or 501,000? I'm just going to guess 51,000. 51,000, that's C, so kind of the top tier, but not quite the highest. That's what you're right. going to go with? Yep. John? It's incorrect. It was the highest. It's half wow. a million, 501,000. Uh, okay. This was in two, 2007. 501,000 eggs. Uh, searched for by nine, I love how exact this number is, 9,753 children exactly, accompanied by their parents. So if you add, you know, I guess you would triple that number if there were two yeah. parents per kid. But uh, this was at Cypress Gardens Adventure Park in Winter Haven, Florida, April 1st, 2007. And 1,000 of those eggs contained special prizes inside, which I promise you, I searched to see what these special prizes were. I could not find them. I also was searching for, were these all just plastic eggs? Were there regular eggs out there? Because I love the idea of thinking there's like a regular egg that was never found from that hunt. And it's just been rotting for, what is that, 14, 15 years now. <laughs> right. It's disgusting and gross. In fact, that reminds me that my little baby nephew, Calvin, who is living at the house where my dad would put on these Easter egg hunts, he found a plastic Easter egg in one of my grandpa's old pigeon coops. Look at everything coming <laughs> full circle to episodes we've done before. It was hidden way deep in this nasty old rundown pigeon coop, and Calvin found it, and Easter came early for him a couple weeks ago. Was the candy still good inside of it? <laughs> well, uh, he had the runs for several weeks, so I'm guessing not, but no, I, <laughs> I, I must have been empty. That's a good question. I should ask my sister if there was anything inside. I think maybe there was a like change in, inside uh, of, like pennies and stuff. So, all right, John, uh, you got an O for one start. I got a one for one start. Yep. Here we go with number two. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so if you're familiar with uh, the week before Easter, it's called Holy Week. And oh, okay. some of the days have names, you know, like Good Friday. Thursday is called Maundy Thursday. What does Maundy refer to? The crown of thorns, feet washing, carrying the cross or the cloth Jesus was covered in. 
Wow, yeah, it's capitalized M-A-U-N-D-Y, kind of like the name Mandy, like Mandy Moore, uh, but with the U in it. Mandy, mm -hmm. what does it refer to? Okay, the crown of thorns, feet washing, carrying the cross, the cloth Jesus was covered in. And this is, okay, so if this is the week before Easter, that makes me think that, oh, wow. <laughs> carrying the cross is jumping out to me because in my understanding, Jesus carried the cross that he was, as they did in that time, as he that he was, um, why am I blanking on the word, crucified on. The cloth Jesus was covered in. That's very fascinating. That's a very intriguing option. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the cloth that Jesus was covered in. That's what I'm going with. You are oh. incorrect. And growing up church with a brethren, Kevin, this is something that you should actually know. Feet washing. But I, it is. It's feet washing. I didn't know it until yesterday that that's actually what Mondi is referring to. Wow. Yeah. And for those of you not familiar with the church of the brethren, we do something called love feast where we kind of emulate the last supper in a way or that time. Um, and if you're familiar with the Bible, you know, Jesus washes his followers feet in an act of humble service. Um, and that's what Mondi actually refers to. It's kind of a shortened version of the Latin mandatum, uh, which means command or commandment. So that's what it refers to. Yeah. John and I, John and I are, were raised in this church, of the brother and I was going to say together, just on <laughs> one in the Midwest and one on the West coast, but same, same denomination. And <laughs> even though I'm not much of a practicer now, I am still involved with the church. Um, I do love the values of the church of the brother and it's very different than any, um, well then kind of the traditional thought of what you think of is, is Christianity and the, the sort of, especially this day and age, <laughs> the church that I grew up in church of the brother and that I, that I know and love is very accepting and loving and that feet washing the, the symbolism of it, it, regardless of you're religious or not, I think is such a valuable thing. The idea of hum being of humble service to somebody else, yeah. washing their feet. And I think part of the sort of um, emphasis behind it or the, the power behind it is that in those times it was, you know, the feet were dirty and gross and kind of the grossest thing imaginable, but yet Jesus was willing to humbly wash those feet. And I think the, to be able to symbolically do something like that for other people is, is mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing. I love yeah. it. Mondi. Okay. New vocabulary word for Kevin and <laughs> loggers. All right. So, oh, wow. I just went for two for two. Let's see how you do on number two. No, you got that five. one wrong. I got it wrong. So I'm one for two. <laughs> 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 one of these days, that was not intentional, by the way. I 100% then I thought I got it right. One of these days I'm going to do that and we're just going to blow right by it. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, all right. So you have a chance to tie me then on number two because yep. you're 0 for 1. Peeps. Everybody loves peeps. Probably the most popular candy uh, in the in the Easter universe. Which of the following colors do peeps not come in? Pink, green, teal, or brown? I could have sworn I've seen them in all of these colors. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say brown just because of what it could look like otherwise. <laughs> you mean a little poo nugget? Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's how they taste. <laughs> okay, so we're on the same page there, but let's get yeah. to this question. So you're going to say that brown, that peeps do yep. not come in brown. That is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, I, I don't think this was too tricky because they do come in blue, not teal. And teal uh, is a different shade of blue. The five main colors that just standard peeps come in. Yellow, pink, blue, green, and lavender. 
Now, Brown, I, what I was worried about after I wrote this question, I didn't mean it in this sense, but there are chocolate-covered peeps, so technically that's brown. That's not the brown that I was thinking of, though. They actually make, here, where's my list? They're chocolate pudding-flavored, and so they're brown. There's caramel mocha peeps, and there's the original donut shop coffee-flavored marshmallow chicks, which are also, they're, they're chick versions of peeps. And these are all brown, and yeah, they look kind of like poops. <laughs> and and um, none of them sound good. Here's the thing. So I, I don't like peeps, and I'd be interested to hear why you don't i am not a marshmallow fan i'm just Same. not a big marshmallow fan and i feel bad because i'm i'm really involved with outdoor camping and quite frankly i don't really like s'mores because i, I don't like marshmallows I, I like the graham cracker and the chocolate part <laughs> here now here's something to re that i'll recommend to you john in terms of the s'more world that changed my world was putting reese's peanut butter cups instead of hershey's for whatever reason for me it just makes it that much better but it still has the marshmallow so yeah. Here's one more s'more fact. I did not mean to go down the s'more path that I learned uh, <laughs> actually through my camp, Camp Laverne. We did a virtual camp and um, one of the camp directors did a video about they were at camp one year. They were doing s'mores, realized they didn't have graham crackers. So <laughs> they used saltine crackers, which may initially sound kind of ew. They said it was the best thing ever. I tried it. It's amazingly good. Yeah, this, I, I could see the salt being... Yeah, the salt adds something, and and now I'm, I don't think I tried it, but saltine cracker, Reese's peanut butter cup, marshmallow. So now we only have one of the three ingredients of an actual s'more, <laughs> so it probably needs a different name, but that sounds so bomb, and I'm going to try it right, well, not right now, but later. Let me get back to Peeps really quick, just to kind of wrap this up, yep. that um, they do come in all kinds of colors. I did a, qu a quick little search on their website. They surprisingly they do come in red there's hot tamale peeps there's fruit punch peeps they come in white it's like a party cake like kind of like a funfetti flavored kind of thing it comes uh, another way it comes in green is through sour watermelon which we know you wouldn't like john and there's kind of this ugly orangish color and that's tropical burst so um so there you go there are great <laughs> many uh color of peeps and john and i will be eating none of them so have at it yep. if you're a peep lover <laughs> More for you. So you, you were kind of asking, you know, what months can Easter be in? And we'll talk about that. But first, what calendar is used to determine the day Easter is on? Okay. The Gregorian, Hebrew, Julian, or Lun Lunisolar? Am I allowed to ask if all four of these are actual calendars? They are all four calendars. Because <laughs> when, when I hear the question, what calendar is used, I'm like, how many calendars are there? <laughs> like, um, I am very unfamiliar with my calendar knowledge. But what calendar is used to determine Easter? Uh, Gregorian sounds old. And, and for that reason, I kind of want to choose it. But he Hebrew would be interesting. Hebrew would be very interesting. Oh my God, Julian. Shout out to Julian, our D&D uh, &D expert, who was our first ever guest on the Lack of Genius podcast and his calendar. And Luna Solar, I'm going to choose Gregorian because I just don't know and I don't want to waste any more time. Let's say Gregorian. <laughs> okay, I figured as much. <laughs> so it used to be Hebrew, but another name for Easter is actually Pasha or Paschal, which is kind of a derivative of Passover. You know, and if you you know anyone who's Jewish or whatnot, you know that Passover usually happens shortly before Easter or around the uh -huh. same time as Easter. Um, and that's because of when, you know, according to the Bible, everything happened. It was right after Passover. But it is, in fact, the Luna solar calendar, which is very similar to the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar actually was used, and basically Christians would just ask Jewish people, hey, when's Passover? Um, and then they would just say Easter is that day. 
But then you've got the first council of Nicaea back in 325 that was like, yeah, we don't want to use the Jewish calendar anymore. And we want the want it to be, you know, the same day all over the world. So we're making our own calendar type deal. Easter is what's known as a movable feast. You know, it's not on the same day every year, right? And, and so to answer your question, it will never be in May. It'll always be between March 22nd and April 25th. But yeah, the way that you compute it is it's the 14th day of the lunar month after the equinox. Oh, the, the spring. <laughs> so whenever the spring equinox is according to this lunar solar, ca- lunar solar it, calendar? Yeah, essentially. But yeah, it, it's kind of a difficult thing to quite understand. Yeah, basically you've got the ecclesiastical new moon, uh, which is anywhere from March 8th to April 5th. And then basically 14 days after that moon is when Easter is. And who keeps track of all of this? <laughs> Obviously, calendar makers, they, know, they, they reference something to make sure that these dates are right. Or, you know, yeah. nowadays, the, the, the iPhones and the Google calendars. But who is the official keeper of all these things that they reference? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and, and so... Is it you, John? It's no, you, isn't it? No, no. <laughs> so, like, this year, Passover and the full moon are on April 16th. Easter is on... April 17th in the Gregorian calendar. Uh, But in the Julian calendar, it's April 24th. Oh my God. Are there people who celebrated on the 24th then? Who are these Julians? Anyone named Julian? Julian Garcia, does he (laughs) celebrate it on April 24th? I think that tends to be more Eastern Mm. Orthodox. Got it. Well, let's let's take an opportunity to be, I'm, I'm talking to the loggers at this point. If you know Julian in your life, please just tell them to hold off on Easter till April 24th if they want to do it right. I think that's the big takeaway here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Is that what you took away from all that, Kevin? Is I think is what that yeah said. What I was about to say, who knew Easter was so complicated? And in a weird way, I have a feeling we all kind of did know it was so complicated because I think my guess would be if you ask the average person, how do they choose what day Easter is on? The average person I don't think would know. I would have said something like, oh, it's yeah. four weeks after spring starts or something. I, you know, I, I have no idea. I would have had no idea. Yeah. I it's almost as complicated as the rules for leap years. Oh God, don't let's not get into that. <laughs> let's save that. <laughs> because for leap our, years don't happen every four years. They don't. Is that what you said? No, yeah. we're not getting into this. Not always. You, you just want to, you just, you know what? Let's just give you this. John <laughs> knowledge. Oh. And we won't actually even get into the knowledge. We just, we just have that. <laughs> we'll save that for our leap year episode. Okay. Okay. So what, what happened? Did I miss? I missed that one. I clearly missed that one. Wow. Yep. So I'm now one for three, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm over for two. two. So here we go. Still a chance to tie on Easter fun. So I, I was going to look up a question about the Easter bunny. Instead, I just looked up a question about bunnies in general. <laughs> um, in terms of bunnies, the act of a bunny doing a large jump in the air while slightly twisting its body and head at the same time is known as what? Is this a slinky, a binky, a winky, or a really cool bunny jump? I feel like you got a 50-50 chance on this one because regardless of if one of the other three are correct, (laughs) it'll also be a really cool bunny jump. You're just going to choose that to be safe? I I was going to say slinky. I think that's what I'm going to stick with. You're going to stick with slinky? You're going to go for it? Yeah. Yep. Slinky is... Incorrect. I don't know why, but it's called a binky. 
It's called a binky. And I, <laughs> here's why I was like, I think I'm making this quiz hard because I'd never heard of this, but I was also like, maybe I'm just very uninformed about bunnies. But binky is, if you go and Google bunny binky or binky or rabbit binky or any combination of that, you'll see this act. It is super fast. In fact, it's it's sort of the equivalent of dogs having zoomies where they run around and go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's literally when a rabbit is feeling really happy or excited. And so- if you see a, a rabbit, a bunny doing binking, he or she is a very, it's a good sign. So there's a lot of videos of this because owners of bunnies are like, look how cute my happy bunny is. And it the best way I can describe it is it happens so fast that it almost looks like they're teleporting like a foot at a time. Like it's so fast that they're, they're here and then they do their little thing. You actually have to watch it in slow motion to kind of see what the full body is doing. And there are more elaborate binkies than others. In fact, they have what's called the full binky, which is what I described. It's the jump with the slight twist of the body and the head at the same time. And there's also a half binky, which is a little bit more of a a sharp flick of its head with a little small ear wiggle. So those are the same basic things. But basically, if the bunny feels safe and secure. Now, here's the sad thing is that some owners may confuse a half blinky, which a half binky, which is the ear wiggle and the and the and the twitch basically, with uh, what is known as a head tilt. And a head tilt is a pretty common sign of either ear infection, stroke, brain tumors, or other forms of head trauma. So uh. it's what's you know obviously this is sad, and I don't mean it as a joke, but it's very funny to think that they're totally opposite things. You know, one is you got the happiest, right. healthiest bunny in the world, and one is oh this poor bunny has a has a brain tumor. You know, but that's just, that is to say that's if you get a bunny um, to learn to identify. Between between the two and know when to take them to a vet and when to say, oh, look at my cute little bunny and put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Bunny binking. New new thing for me. New thing for you. Hopefully new thing for someone in our audience. Yep. Pr- most likely. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Number four. So what religious group sees Easter as an abomination? Islam, Puritans, Hindu, or Protestants? Whoa, John, this is crazy tough. And if I had more knowledge on any of these religions in terms of who they worship and why, kind of, I maybe would have an idea. Uh, Which religious group sees Easter as an abomination? Again, we had Islam, Puritan, Hindu, and Protestant. There's something about the name Puritan that evokes... Uh, stuck upness to me. You know, the the word pure is literally in it, and mm-hmm. um, that word carries a connotation of basically not being able to do anything that isn't an abomination. And so, I think just for that reason alone, I'm just going to choose Puritan and and see how we do. All right, Correct. we kind of talked about this a little bit, I think, around Thanksgiving or Halloween, yeah. one of the two. And that Pearson saw a lot of the traditional feasts that are that were established by the Anglican Church, like All Saints Day and Easter as an abomination. Their thinking was basically, if it's not written in the Bible, we're not doing it. Since Easter wasn't written in the Bible, it's not seen as a thing that they should worship and they see it as an abomination. Wow. Okay. So I pulled that one out of my... Um, <laughs> But that I've now gone two for four. Yep. And uh, you got it. You got to get these last two right to force a tie. You do get a true or false here. So it, it is That's your good. only true or false. So you got a 50 50 shot. True or false, another Guinness World Record. The Guinness World Record for the world's largest decorated Easter egg was set this year, 2022. Is that true or is that false? I'm going with true. 
You're going to say true. Yep. I have no no logic behind it. Just saying true. <laughs> Might as well just pick something. John, you got it. 2022 hey. in Spain, Port Aventura Entertainment is the group that put it on. This is an Easter egg. Now, okay, well, here, let me finish this thought. The Easter egg is 52 feet and five inches tall and 28 feet in diameter. So pretty, pretty sizely Easter egg. Yeah. Um, and it's part of Port Aventura World, which is... My understanding is kind of like a series of theme parks spread throughout Europe and I think around the world. They have uh, theme parks with rides. They have mm -hmm. uh, like water worlds. They have just resorts. They do all kinds of things. I'm not sure exactly what the one in Spain is, but they wanted to, uh, as an attraction to bring people in, create the world's largest Easter decorated Easter egg. And they <laughs> did it. My sort of technical like part is like, well, it's not really an egg so does it it's i guess right. i guess that like i want to know what the biggest like actual egg that somebody that a, that a creature hatched that was decorated and i'm sure that info's out there but i, I feel like it would have to be an ostrich i feel like i've now okay well now i'm literally gonna google right now decorated <laughs> decorated ostrich egg We're, i'm not necessarily looking for the world record but i want to see if that exists oh they're kind of th they look like what is it? Macrame eggs. They, they look, they're all fancy. They're Fabergé. Fabergé. That's the word. Thank you. Okay. Well now I just realize I want to one up everybody and decorate ostrich eggs for Easter. And if anyone has an oster, an ostrich and they'd be willing to donate their unfertilized eggs, I would love to paint. I would love to decorate an ostrich egg. Let's make it happen. But uh, good job, John, you, you got it right. So uh, we yeah. still got a chance for a tie here. We do. And speaking of Easter eggs, mm -hmm. what part of the world does the tradition of Easter eggs come from? Ancient Rome, the Celtics, United States, or Mesopotamia? I, uh, my guess would have, I was going to say, my guess would have been United States, and that is an option. <laughs> oh, wow. Is this, so here's, here's where I'm trying to figure out, is this sort of a trick question where it's like, Oh yeah, the Easter eggs came from ancient Rome or Mesopotamia, but really it's just something that was started in the United States. I mean, I know the, what I've always heard is it's a sign of fertility, you know, much like a bunny, they, you know, they reproduce at very rapid rates. In fact, I saw the gestation period is like 30 days for a bunny and then they have like seven bunnies per litter, which is why they're known for their reproduction because... <laughs> I'm just going to say United States because I, I don't, the other ones would just be a random choice. So I'm just going to go and say maybe it's a modern tradition that was started in the United States. Ah, dang it. Tried to outsmart you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was hoping you'd go for Celtics because of the whole, the name of Easter coming from, you know, the, the ancient goddess, but it's actually Mesopotamia. John, that would imply that I actually paid attention and learned something <laughs> from this quiz. And you know, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it stems from the early Christian communities in Mesopotamia. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. You know, eggs are seen as, you know, fertility. You know, it's a symbol of new life and rebirth, which kind of, you know, became associated with the crucifixion and resurrection, which is what Easter is about. And they would actually stain them red uh, in memory of the, the blood of Christ. Wow. So red Easter eggs is, the, you know, the original. And so it's been a thing for a long time. I guess when you said the tradition of Easter eggs, I didn't necessarily think of dyeing them. I just thought of the symbolism of eggs. But literally, the dyeing of Easter eggs was started as the blood of Christ. That's that. Yep. You know, it's funny because if you I, if you asked me that, you know, I never would have come up with that. But that does seem very logical now that you've said it. 
All right, John. Well, you uh, you have you and I together have made it so that there is a potential for a tie, which I feel like has been the case the last few episodes. For whatever yeah. reason, we've tied or we've been in this situation where it's like, all right, let's see what happens. So this is a personal question about an Easter story for me that I, I have a vague memory that I thought maybe I told this on the podcast, but you'll have to tell me if I'm right. As a child, me, Kevin, and his family got a duck for Easter. Weeks later, the duck had to be put down because of what action that Kevin accidentally committed. I accidentally led to this duck being put down because of what? A, he sat on the duck. I'm going to speak in the third person here. A, he sat on the duck. B, he stepped on the duck's foot twice. C, he left jelly beans out for the duck to eat. D, he hit the duck with a baseball. How old were you? I was probably a five-ish, somewhere in the four to six range, maybe slightly older, maybe seven. I'm guessing you left jelly beans out. <laughs> and the duck ate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that your final answer, John? It is. That is incorrect. As far as I know, that duck never ate a jelly bean in its life. His name was Ducky, not because he was a duck, but it was named after the uh, the dinosaur in Land Before Time, the little the little cute <laughs> dinosaur whose name was Ducky. The duckbill. Yeah, exactly. It had a little duckbill, so that's why his name was Ducky. Um, I stepped on its foot on mm-hmm. two different occasions. My only memory of this, th- so first of all, this is the story that my siblings love to tell to make Kevin feel bad. This is one of those family stories that is just like we can all we all remembered that Kevin killed the duck, right? You know, it's my <laughs> it's my most shameful story. My only memory is either the first or second time I stepped on it and it was because my dog Coco, love her, you know, obviously passed away many years ago, but she jumped up on me and I backed up and the duck was behind me and I stepped on its foot. I don't know if that was the first time I did it or the second time. I have no recollection of <laughs> how it happened the other time, but I do remember taking it. We took it to the vet and I think it had like a bandage on it. And then I believe I stepped on that same foot. Totally accidental. All of this. I am an animal lover. I don't even remember how my parents dealt with it. Like, I don't remember feeling a ton of like guilt and shame. And I think that's as a result of my parents doing a good job of like, you know, Mm -hmm. not making me feel guilty. But clearly the truth has come out and all my family knows that Kevin killed Ducky. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So we did not tie. You missed it. I ended up winning that episode. Hooray. Go Kevin. I'm trying to think of ending on a, I was going to say ending on a happier note than a duck death. I think um, we were talking about sharing a song because Lent, Lent ends on Easter, correct? Or the day before, yeah. The day before, something, yeah. Um, I wrote a song, uh, we talked about this in the pre-show, this was 2011, this is now 11 years ago, and there was a, a young woman, I, I was a young man myself, but a young woman that I was dating at the time, and by dating I mean we went on about five or six dates, actually I'm not going to play beat around the bush, it was six dates exactly, I remember very specifically, and then she just stopped, she stopped talking to me, uh, she ghosted me as the kids say, and again, she was probably 22 at the time, I was 26, 20, you know, something like that, 23 and 26, it's what people do, it's what young people do, I've since gotten over it, but part of my catharsism of it was I wrote a song that when I realized the day she ghosted me was right around the time Lent started. So my excuse was that she gave me up for Lent. I have a song called, I think you gave me up for Lent that I think John, I, if you, with your permission, I think I'll just throw at the end of this episode. Yeah. You know, it was, I remember when I posted it on like Facebook and stuff, it was something that a lot of people connected with. I think because ghosting wasn't as, 
it was known, but it wasn't as like popularly talked mm-hmm. about in culture. So right. people were like, oh, I can relate to this. Now everybody knows it. Anyways, just to end on a happy note, you're going to get uh, one of my songs that I recorded way back then. And uh, and I hope you enjoy it at the end of this episode, which is yeah. which is very close. We're very close to the end, aren't we, John? We are. Any, any wrap up thoughts on Easter that you got, John? No, I just want to wish everyone a happy Easter. If you don't celebrate Easter and you're Jewish, happy Passover. I think Ramadan was not too long ago. Yeah, I believe it's still um, still taking place. Yeah, or or maybe has just ended as of the end yeah. of this episode or the release. Yeah. Yes, we wish you all of the above happiness. We will not judge you for eating peeps. And happy Easter to you and yours. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a logger. Yeah. This is the Lack of Genius Podcast. And, uh, and we'll see you later. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. And these are all brown, and yeah, they look kind of like poops. some fun I've lost count of the texts I've sent I don't know where you went but I think that you gave me up for Lent Somebody impressed you more than poor old me But I kinda don't think that was it So maybe you just had to quit Cause my jokes sorta stink like sh** But your laugh seems so genuine So maybe it just could've been my history with burly men But I don't think any of these are right So I'll just say you gave me up for Lent And I'll see you in 49 <laughs>